Minute, uh, your daily podcast that we analyze and discuss the movie Tombstone minute by minute. Today is Minute 67. I am your co-host, Rob, and my other co-host, Joe. Uh, Yeah, I'm just really hoping you can make it through this episode uh, the whole time while denying your marital impulse. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Uh, in this minute, uh, a doctor, oddly enough, gives Doc Holliday bad news. This is our first uh, that I know of doctor-on-doctor doctor action we have in this movie. Doc, it, it's, it's, it's like uh, check it out, doctor to doctor. If, <laughs> he might as well have brought Steve Brule in there. <laughs> How long do I have, Doc? Two years? Two days? I don't know. Oh, cool. Thanks. Well, yeah. So this starts with... You know, Doc is still pretty ill from his uh, 36 hours at the Oriental. And uh, the doctor tells him that uh, he's lost 60% of his lung tissue, maybe more. Maybe. Um, I don't know. Yeah, well, y- yes? No? I don't know. Um, first off, that seems like a lot. Yeah. Um, second off, how can they tell? how can he tell that? Well, he had a stethoscope. But how can you tell if you've <laughs> lost lung tissue? Uh, well, I mean, I think the best thing is we can do is just speculate on how things happen instead of actually doing research. Yeah, I, with you know not being able to take any kind of X-ray or anything. I, yeah, I guess maybe when you listen to somebody's breathing, you could maybe hear where breathing isn't happening. <laughs> So there's like four, you're you're not breathing sixty percent of the time. No, I mean like like you know you put it like in the lower lung area, mm-hmm. but like I don't really know because I I doubt like tuberculosis is very organized and just goes like well we'll start at the bottom and we'll work our way up. Yeah, I I well maybe I will say this and maybe this everyone knows this I had no idea, I had no idea until today that tuberculosis is the same thing as consumption. <laughs> so maybe it does start from the bottom up. It consumes you from the bottom up. I, I doubt it, but um but I'm I, I'm I'm no doctor, but that being said, <laughs> I could give an equally accurate timeline to Doc Holiday if you'd like one. Well, <clears throat> yeah. So he tells um he tells Holiday, Doc Holiday, to no drinking, no smoking, no gambling, no nightlife. And if he does those things, two years or two days. Yeah, we're not sure. So I, I don't. What I also don't get is we have such as a long history, and especially in this country, well, I'm sure worldwide, of tobacco companies just paying off doctors. Uh, suppressing internal studies about the addictive nature of cigarettes and their health risks and stuff. Yet somehow, this this doctor out in the old west it knows enough to know that that smoking is bad for your lungs. Like I, I guess I don't really get. So, I, I guess it's more just a question of sort of the long term history of the relationship between doctors and and cigarettes. Like, did most of them all along know that smoking was really bad for your lungs, and they just somehow suppressed this from sort of the yeah the populace? I, I don't know. That's a good question. Although, like, there's part of me that's like, maybe, you know, this is, 
from when we grew up and just you know we were always told that smoking is bad for you but it seems pretty obvious doesn't it <laughs> like yeah but doesn't it at this point seem pretty obvious that excess carbon is heating up the atmosphere well okay good yeah, point. you could still get in the new york times writing that it isn't true okay good point and this week you did not you someone um yeah, uh big reveal folks i'm brett stevens <laughs> I, I think I, I think you have a bring up a good point about smoking, but like I think smoking is an obvious thing to say to someone. No drinking is an obvious thing to say to someone. Nightlife I get, you know, get some sleep. But what does gambling have to do with it? Well, yeah, I agree. It raises his heart rate. Well, I mean, I like I guess the idea is like there's no way he's gonna sit down and play poker without drinking and smoking. I I did I did find out a couple things about tuberculosis, or as it was commonly known as consumption. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're an English lit major, it's pretty it's pretty difficult to uh, to escape consumption references. Well, in 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 speaking of in 1800s, apparently, 25 percent of all deaths in Europe were because of tuberculosis. Yeah, it's un- it's incredibly contagious, uh, and. It was also the uh, single most common cause of death in the U.S. at the turn of the century. So uh, get your kids vaccinated out there because we sort of started doing that and got rid of tuberculosis, which was killing a quarter of the people. I don't know. I I don't know if I trust it, Rob. (laughs) Let's just tackle every insane piece of nonsense (laughs) that's out there in this episode. This will will be longer than our normal episode if we do that. Yeah. Um and then we get the point that you you mentioned earlier. Um the doctor essentially says to deny your marital attempt to deny your marital impulses. Why why does he have to do that? Well, I think I think Doc Holiday should have just looked back at the doctor and been like, "But doc, I'm not married." <laughs> it's the best euphemism for sex I've ever heard. Marital impulses. Denying your marriage. <laughs> um, honey, I'm feeling a marital <laughs> impulse right now. <laughs> Let's retire to our bedchambers. <laughs> I bet you it doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're the married one. Give it a shot, big guy. <laughs> I do I do no, like I, I mean, right now, go upstairs. Yeah. Try it. <laughs> we'll wait. Bring the microphone to hear the response. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> One way or the other. I'll be back down in a couple um, of minutes. Molly, I'm going to have to leave my headset on, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I I will say, this is a bit of the film nerd of me, I love the, the split diopter shot we have here um, with Kate in focus on the on the left and in the right in focus is uh, the uh, the two doctors. Um, I'm a big fan of split diopter stuff, and I, you don't really see it that much anymore. But whenever you do, I'm a big fan. Yeah, um, they're like like it's like filmmakers continue to think we're too dumb to pay attention to two things at once, and they have to rack focus it. Yeah, and this way they don't have to. This way they just they. I mean, I from what I gather, you shoot it separately and then you stitch it together in editing. So those two shots were shot separate, 
and then you sort of have like a dividing line. You can sometimes see they usually have like a pillar or a wall or something that's in between that they use to sort of fuse it together. Yeah, that's they what they uh, what was his name the Citizen Kane guy. Yeah, uh, uh, Orson Welles. Or, well, no, the cinematographer is Greg Toland, right? Yeah, Greg Toland. Did he invent that, or did he just make it famous? I don't know. I mean, like the famous examples are um, obviously there's a bunch and uh, Citizen Kane, and then um, Brian De Palma used them a lot, like in um, Blow Up. And then uh, I think the one that everyone probably knows is Reservoir Dogs with the ear cutting. Yeah. Because that part is in focus, and then you have... I forgot who was reacting in the background, but... Oh, uh... The, the, Lost the, the guy who also needed a doctor. Yes. Oh. Excuse me, are you a doctor? <laughs> are you a doctor? No. No. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> Say those words. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> it's hard to quote that movie on our podcast because we can't swear. Um... So, yeah, that's another famous example of it. But I don't think there's any other examples of that in this movie. But uh, big fan. I've always liked them. Well, uh, this was mildly educational. Yeah. A, you, hey, if you get 67 minutes into this, you'll learn that, A, consumption and tuberculosis are the same thing, and a little bit about split diopter. Um, and then, of course, um, Doc then asks Doc Holiday then asks the doctor to leave as soon as he hears that uh, deny your marital impulses nonsense. Now the question is, did he ask him to leave because he was upset with what the doctor said, or because he saw Kate turning the corner to come in? Hmm, I don't know. Because he lies to Kate about how things are going. Yeah. Um. Which we're not, I guess that's for the next minute. But it's something to think of. We can ask our Huckleberry tomorrow, too, on, on his thoughts on this. Um, and then right before this minute ends, um, Kate just lights up on a, lights a cigarette up. Which, of course, this is before secondhand smoke was a thing. Which also seems obvious now, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, but that took us about another hundred years to be like, hey, um, having smoke... Even if you're not smoking, it is bad for the other people. <laughs> uh, do you – I feel like we're a little light here. Do you have anything else on uh, a minute 67? Well, I, I was able to quickly do a little bit of research here on the split-focus diopter. Okay. It, the Wikipedia page seems to it, – it doesn't say it definitively, but it gives the impression that this was invented in the 70s. So – that means Tolan was just using really um, deep focus, small aperture uh, there. But w with the split focus um, diopter, you can kind of it's sort. I guess it's sort of like cheating, sort of. I guess, but um, it allows you. I mean, I guess. Yeah, they don't cut but it, it but in it, editing. Yeah, it's but like then a, that a see. Lens. Okay, I see why you would need it because like, like Citizen Kane isn't shot in widescreen. So no. it would be way more difficult, I think, to just get deep focus with uh, using widescreen by just manipulating the aperture. So you that's probably why you need the diopter. When the doctor leaves, I have another question. Another, what was life like in the 1880s? Um, when do you pay a doctor? Do you, do you pay them up front? Do you pay them at the end of the visit 
or do they send you a bill? I feel like this is a cash economy, and you probably have to pay up front. So the doctor showed up, and Doc gave him some cash, and then the doctor gave his prognosis. Yeah. Why? I mean, in the, that in, makes especially sense. maybe not in like a city or something, where but in a the old west where the population is pretty transient. I can't imagine any anything other than just cash up front. I think Doc Holliday should have just left the money on the dresser and told him to pick it up there. Hey, Doc, money's on the dresser. <laughs> I mean, might as well. Then, then Kate grabs it, thinking it's for her. Two years? Two days? I don't know. Yeah. Hey, cool. here's a bunch of life-changing things you can do. It might work for 48 hours or not. <laughs> Maybe two years. Yeah, it's it's nice to th- uh, see that dealing with uh, healthcare in America was always extremely frustrating. <laughs> um, do you have anything else about uh, denying your marital impulses? Uh, no, but I, I think we've got just the guest to discuss that with tomorrow on Huckleberry Wednesday. Let's yeah. save a little uh, energy for that one. Yeah, we're excited. Yeah, um, well, just like Doc, we got to take it easy a little bit here. Mm-hmm. So no we drinking. Can make it the whole week. Yeah. No gambling. No, no nightlife. All right, we will be back uh, tomorrow with another uh, another Huckleberry Wednesday. For, it's a big uh, one, folks. It's a big one. We've been looking forward to this one. Uh, we'll be back with Minute 68.